If you're feeling a little overwhelmed by all the decisions you have to make, you've landed in the right place today. You may have decision fatigue, which is especially common among leaders. So I'm glad you made the smart decision to listen to this episode. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. Just a recap of the last couple of episodes in case you missed them. I've been I've been trying to keep episodes a bit on the lighter side over the past few weeks. Some solo short episodes. Episode 156 was about finding more fun in your life and your work. So you might want to check that one out. Uh, I also talk about what to do if you're not having fun. Um, and then on the next episode, number 157, we talked about doing mid-year reset, a way to kind of refresh and recharge your life and your work. So that's something that you can do, especially this time of year, but really anytime. So catch up on those if you missed them. And today we're talking about how to move yourself forward. The truth is you need a lot of clarity and energy to move yourself and your team forward. But all the decisions you have to make can really weigh you down and take a toll on you. So this episode was inspired by a conversation with a friend who was planning a large event at work that lasted multiple days. She had to be out of town for a couple of weeks. And while traveling alone can be exhausting in and of itself, she said the worst was having to make so many decisions. And I can relate. My daughter recently got married, and I couldn't believe all the big and little decisions we had to make throughout the whole planning process. What should the invitations look like? How long should the band play? Should we get a tent? What if it rains? All of those details. And it all came together beautifully. I'm happy to report. I just have so much respect for meeting professionals who live in the land of details constantly and who try to help their clients make good decisions as well. So today I want to cover some common advice you might hear about how to deal with decision fatigue. And I also want to cover some less common, more nuanced advice that I think can help you as well based on my own experience and my work with clients. And I also want to acknowledge that not all decisions are the same. Some are major, some are minor, some we think are major, but they're really more minor than we realize and vice versa. So at your level, you're likely making more complex decisions. So even thinking through one very challenging decision can be exhausting or depleting. Decision fatigue is known as the depletion of mental energy after you make a lot of decisions within a certain window of time, you know, like my friend did when she was managing this event. And it's different from being indecisive. Indecisiveness is not having or showing the ability to make decisions quickly and effectively. Of course, decision fatigue can lead to indecisiveness, but they're different concepts. According to an article in Psychology Today, Indecision leads to anxiety, worry, regret, shame, rumination, and ultimately, it negatively impacts your quality of life and well-being. So it's worth considering how indecisive are you? As a leader, if you're indecisive, it can make it really hard for people on your team. They don't really know how to read you. Uh, It's harder to direct their efforts. So I think decisiveness is a, a very important quality to have as a leader, especially in today's environment when you have to make decisions more quickly and frequently because of the speed of change. 
So when it comes to decision fatigue, here's some practical things that you can do to help reduce that. Um, and this, this is kind of common advice that you'll find out there. One is make tougher decisions in the morning. You know, it's believed that we, we kind of use up our decision-making capacity during the day. So at the end of the day, when we're depleted, that's not a good time to be making really important decisions. So work on the most important decisions in the morning. Number two is to delegate decision-making to others. And this can be hard if you're more of a micromanager type where you're wearing yourself out. But if that's you, practice delegating decision-making to others on your team or find other people so that you're not always having to make every little decision. You really should be making the more important strategic complex decisions. Number three is put systems and processes in place where possible. And I talk about this a lot with regard to hiring and selection, since that's a process that we help with. You know, sometimes that can seem exhausting when you're looking at different candidates. So we offer benchmarking, job benchmarking to help organizations that want to do the thinking in advance about what's most important, what they're looking for in terms of skills, behaviors, motivational profile in the candidates for jobs. So when it comes to hiring and and, uh, selecting talent, it's a lot easier. The decision process is easier. That's just one example. What are some systems and processes that could help make your decision making easier? Number four is to simplify your choices. You know, there's a a book called The Paradox of Choice that uh, talks about how overwhelming it can be when we have too many choices, that decisions are made more easily by narrowing your options in some way. You can even do that in your personal life, you know, deciding what to wear every day. It's believed that you know, leaders like Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, you know, didn't like making decisions about what to wear every day. So they kind of wore the same thing every day. That's one less decision for them to have to make. Number five is to clarify your priorities. And it's amazing how when you're clear about your priorities, what's most important to you, your values, your decision making becomes easier. It's when you've lost sight of that, that it can become overwhelming and draining. So always returning to to your values, you know, what's really most important here is a great question to ask yourself. And then finally, common sense here, but I need to say it anyway, give yourself a break if you need it. Some clients admit they need to take time off after they've gone through an intense period of decision making. Uh, Even those leaders who are very decisive, I I just talked about doing a reset in my last episode, a mid-year reset. So another shout out to that episode, just to take a break, refresh, think differently so that you can move forward, uh, re-energized. So commonsensical advice that's out there. But I wanted to offer some other tips that I don't see out there as much. And again, they're based mainly on my own experience and my work with clients. Four different tips. One, check your mindset. So Sometimes people struggle to make decisions when they're thinking right or wrong. Instead, think best. What's the best decision that I can make? Um, Ask yourself some questions like, am I making a bigger deal about this than I really need to? And instead of having your mind go down the path of thinking, I'll never figure this out, change the, the talk to, I bet I can make this decision more easily. It's amazing how you can talk yourself into something different when you think about it differently that way. Instead of thinking, what's the worst thing that could happen if I make this decision, which can keep you stuck, think, what's the worst thing that could happen if I don't make a decision, which is actually a decision in itself. But sometimes, you know, the impact of not making a decision can be more negative. So check your thoughts and your mindset 
to, to make sure that you're really viewing this in the best way to help yourself move forward. Another tip is to watch your language. If you want to be more decisive and move forward more quickly, use decisive language and be specific. For example, instead of saying, I'll try to clean out the garage this week, say, I'm going to make a dent in the garage this weekend, or I'm cleaning out four boxes this weekend. Instead of saying, I might give them a call, say, I'm calling them at two o'clock. Instead of saying, I'm probably going to the gym tomorrow, say, I'm going to the gym tomorrow at 6.30. By the way, the only decision I make is going to the gym. What I like about that is I don't have to make any other decisions after that. When I show up, the coaches just tell me what to do. So I I don't do as well when I'm just meandering on my own. I like the idea of just making the decision to show up. And that's a great example of what we need to do in so many other aspects of our life and our work. Just make the decision to show up and trust that the rest of the experience will unfold as it needs to. So that was number two, watch your language. Number three, check your identity. Do you see yourself as a decisive person? If not, ask what would a decisive person do? Don't use your own indecisiveness as an excuse for not making a decision. I've heard some people say that. They'll say, well, you know, I'm I'm really indecisive, so I just struggle making these decisions. Stop saying that. (laughs) Think about the most decisive people that you know. Channel some of their characteristics. You know, I'm fascinated by people who know what they want about so many things that, you know, even what they want to have for lunch, they know what they want to eat, where they want to eat, if they want to go out. I'm often stuck thinking through options, or I'll defer to other people. And some people will tell me that, oh, you really know what you want, Gail, you just won't say it, or they'll accuse me of being overly accommodating, which I can be at times, that's true. But I also think I don't want to waste my mental energy on that. Most of the time, that kind of decision doesn't really matter that much to me, going back to my values and what I prefer to focus on. So, and there's some people who naturally make decisions more easily compared to other people who like to keep possibilities open. If you're familiar with Myers-Briggs, which is a very popular uh, personality assessment, some people would argue, you know, that that there are people who are more of the the J types, which stands for judging, meaning that they like closure. Uh, They are more decisive compared to people who are the P types for perceiving, or they like to keep things open, open to possibilities. So again, Number three is checking your identity. How do you see yourself and how might you see yourself differently to help you achieve what you want in that area? And then finally, number four is give yourself a challenge. If you have trouble making decisions in general, or you tend to put off making decisions, see how many you can make today or this week and try writing down what the decisions are that you need to make. You're probably used to making a to-do list of action items, but try writing down the key decisions that you have to make and see if that shifts things for you. Um, you may not know what's holding you back, but when you can write down you know, where it is that you're stuck or what you need to make decisions about, that can help move you forward. Bounce some ideas off of other people or friends or your team. Just don't leave decisions hanging out there especially if you feel like you're not making progress or you're dissatisfied in some way. So the bottom line, if you have decision fatigue, try some of the techniques that I've mentioned, adjust your mindset, check your language, your identity as it relates to decisiveness. There are all kinds of decision-making models and frameworks out there. So that's not the purpose of this specific episode for today. Simply think about what could make decision-making a little easier and less exhausting for you. And if you're stuck on making a big decision, go ahead and make it. You'll probably feel more energized once the decision has actually been made. 
So thanks for making the decision to listen to this episode. I hope you found it helpful. Keep me posted on your needs and challenges and let me know if I can be of help at any time. Until next time, make the best decisions you can, keep moving and doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.